Hello and welcome to episode 18 of The Ripper, The Teller and The Gremlin. Uh, as always, we're going to start with the news pieces and I'm going to kick us off. Uh, so today is actually the launch of the Xbox Series X. Um, and one of us isn't too happy about that. But no, just, <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, we're not. No. <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. But um, today I want to actually talk about the Xbox in two of my news pieces. And first, I'd like to talk about solely uh, Xbox Game Pass. Uh, Xbox Game Pass being something we talk about a lot on this podcast. Yeah. And we're always talking about how great a value we believe the service to be, especially now that xCloud, uh, has it actually come out for it yet? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in beta. And, okay, so it's in beta, yeah. And obviously they've just thrown Doom Eternal on there, mm-hmm. which is boggle, blows my mind. Yeah, so we, we're getting like so much value and it's only increasing as time goes on because Microsoft are picking up new exclusives like Doom um, and they're just adding them as part of their first party uh, lineup, which is insane. So the value for Game Pass just keeps increasing and increasing. And uh, Phil Spencer was actually recently interviewed and he has said that he believes Game Pass is sustainable. He has also said that they therefore do not need to increase price to achieve stability which yeah. is just so insane to think of this massive corporation that in a time where everyone is money grabbing that they're saying no we know that the value is going up but we're okay with with keeping it where it's at and yeah and just accepting that we're still gonna uh, have value from that you know get we're gonna gain uh, enough stability from from the prices currently at which is insane for gamers as a and and a generation of gamers going forward but mm. what do you guys think yeah and i mean the, the biggest argument i see whenever i talk about like whenever i speak to someone about next gen and i always bring up if they're like oh you know playstation has the best exclusives and i, I, f- I firmly believe they do like their yeah. exclusives and out of this world but mm-hmm. i always counter with them and say hey because a lot of people don't know about the game pass and i give them like information on the game pass just because yeah. i think it's good for people to know their options and a lot of the time i've had people counter and say yeah but it's like netflix they're gonna they're gonna up it they're gonna raise it they're gonna and then you're gonna before you know it you're gonna be paying 35 pounds a month or whatever but mm-hmm. the fact that they have no intention to do that just again goes to show you like it, it is undeniable value and it is something they can push at the, the players who are on the fence and be like, why wouldn't you just come to us and, yeah, and exactly. pay a small yeah. fee? Yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's you know, there's no doubt in it. it we, we've spoken about it so many times on here and it just, it just the news gets better and better about Game Pass. And it's just, I sometimes sit and just think about how many games I've experienced just solely since having the Game Pass, which I wouldn't have otherwise. And for the, the small fee you pay for it monthly, to be honest some people i'm not saying everyone because i know people's financial situations are different but a lot of people probably even notice that going out each month you know you probably forget Mm -hmm. after a certain amount of time that that's going out each month and it's like for the sake of you know one game that you might download in there even if it's one game a month sometimes maybe none a month if you miss a month oh well but if you're downloading even one game that month that game probably would have cost you 15 to 20 quid depending how big it is if not maybe 30 40 50 quid depending if it's a big you know triple a game yeah so so for the the 10 pound maximum or whatever you pay for the membership it's nothing it's literally nothing you know yeah and it's your gold as well which we always forget which is amazing 
Yeah, which shouldn't really be a thing, but it is, and we accept that. So we're not going to complain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We accept that PlayStation does the same, so we can't really, you know, moan too too much sure. about that. But um, yeah, so just a, an awesome kind of little piece of news there that Microsoft is still being really good at uh, kind of giving the fans what they want um, by not being money grabbing like everyone yeah. else. They're it not like it's... everyone else. The only thing they're not doing is giving me my Xbox, which is making me sad. <laughs> I mean, that's your fault, though. It is I've, got, yeah, I've, got, I've got zero sympathy. To yeah. clarify, Jack isn't annoyed because the Xbox is released and he's an Xbox hater. He loves Xbox. He just didn't get one. <laughs> that's where the annoyance comes from. Um, and it's think... all my fault. If only I'd listened to Zach. And pre-ordered. Yeah, yeah I love yeah. how Zach, who is probably the most unreliable person, was actually giving you <laughs> solid advice for once, and that's <laughs> the time. Yeah, but yeah, that's but the time. Can, you, can you really blame? Him. Yeah, but can you really blame me for not listening to when he says things? Because he's so. He, he's the beloved he gambler. If if everyone <laughs> can cast their minds back. Exactly, and I thought he was just jumping the gun as per usual and seeing a purchase he could make and going, you know what, I'm going to pre-order this. And I thought, oh, there's no need. I'll just grab it on the day. And boy, was I wrong. So anyway, let's not, let's not talk about that, but we'll, we'll move on. Yeah. So moving on, as I said, I've got two pieces uh, of Xbox news. And the other one is actually Xbox versus PlayStation, the old, the old console war that will be going eternally, probably. Um, <laughs> GameSpot has recently showed a comparison between uh, game load times of the two next-gen consoles, so using the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5. Uh, it showed an array of games from uh, previous-gen or current-gen, I, I suppose. It's now previous, now the Xbox has released, but it is realistically still current-gen. And the data showed that some games had marginal differences, so maybe like a few seconds, but in every instance, the Xbox Series X was faster. Some games did have bigger differences, though, and this, uh, I looked, could be up to 22 seconds. Which I know we're counting seconds here, but with the whole idea of, of like, you know, our gaming's super fast now, 22 seconds is quite a long time um, to be you know, up against your competitor saying that you are in some game or some cases That's 22 slow. seconds slower. Yeah. And the biggest, like the kind of funniest thing is, is that Sony is behind in pretty much every aspect of hardware. It has um, a worse G- GPU or a CPU. And the big thing they were kind of selling was like, don't worry, we've got an amazing SSD that makes up for that. So their like storage system was like their big, Oh, that's mm. that's what we're gonna sell. It's amazing. Mm. It's custom made. It's art, like you know, it's it's our yeah, own. Yeah, they said it was gonna be better than Xboxes, didn't they? Yeah, and yet we're seeing in every instance it's slower. Um, like I said, some is literally only half a second or a second, but we have up to twenty-two seconds. If you think, um, if you think, you say like, I know we're being, it might be a bit, being a bit picky, but at the same time, if you look at racing in real life, a, a sec, even a second difference is a mm-hmm. lot in racing. Yeah, so, I mean, I know, it's it's a second actually with red dead 2 yeah. it's literally one second that the x loads it faster which made me laugh yeah yeah exactly and it's just it's that one second every time that they're just they're just every time announcing that they're the winners <laughs> yeah but um to be fair to sony the one thing we do have to consider is like i said they are the current gen titles so sony's very much a forward-thinking company they don't really have much um in the way of backwards compatibility so there is the argument to be made that they're not optimized 
yeah so they're yeah. like they're loading slower because sony isn't investing in optimizing their load times they're not too bothered about that they're focused yeah. on the next gen so there could be that argument but i know a lot of next gen console players will want to play their old games because um of obviously it's a new generation and there isn't really that much to play right now um obviously there are launch titles but there's that's not going to be enough for some gamers to just constantly play those launch titles over and over again and also there's loads of older games that um people still play that they'll want to to play on their next gen consoles with the the upgraded hardware so mm. there is the that one defense for sony to be made but overall i think that is kind of you know it's a little bit embarrassing really yeah the, the the whole big selling point is kind of a flop um, when compared to the Xbox Series X. Yeah, I uh, mean, the, the the problem for me wasn't so much... I don't think it's like... I, I Personally, I don't find it embarrassing for them. The thing I, I find... Im- I hate Sony. The thing I find... <laughs> I, I like Sony, but... Um, I will never forgive them till the, I get Demon's Souls. <laughs> the, the thing I find embarrassing is it's not, to me, that it's slower. That doesn't really bother me at all especially when they've gone out of their way to say it's because we've designed it to run like the new spider-man and that wrote loads in something insane like insane seconds Mm -hmm. so yeah cool brilliant the thing that gets under my skin is when Mm -hmm. they're like our solid state drive is so much better it's going to blow the xbox out of the water and when they're (laughs) deliberately like saying it to yeah, your face exactly. and then like they've got a programmer or a designer sitting there going yeah it's, it's better than the xbox and then you're given these statistics that show no that's not yeah. true and that, to me that's embarrassing oh like, yeah that's it, what i meant at yeah, least like just... know you're like like do the test yourself internally i'm sure you could have mm-hmm. you know because well, the thing is is no amount of optimization can really put you that much further ahead in terms of like the hardware is there we can see already that the hardware is it's pretty much evenly matched Mm. so there's no way that it's their big selling point where it's like it's it will wipe the xbox off you know off the face the earth with speed it's clearly not going to do that we we have seen that now and that's yeah like you said i think that's the point that really stands out that is slightly embarrassing on sony's part Mm. um but yeah so I will keep uh, hating on Sony till I get Demon Souls. Um, if you're listening, Sony, please give me Demon Souls on PC, and I'll start. I'll start hyping up Sony instead. Hey, you've got you've got some positive Sony stuff coming up, there, haven't you? I'm pretty sure. No. Oh, is this negative? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna laugh at Sony again. So. Um, oh. So my next piece of news is um is godfall so the game uh that i'm probably most excited excited for this year mm. um or at least i was and that's what i want to kind of talk about <laughs> um so to start off with the game does look amazing they keep releasing loads it's of, beautiful of trailers and mm-hmm. um they're, they're doing like a lot of which seems to be like a common theme right now is doing like a lot of deep dive stuff where they really like yeah. look into the game's lore and it's world building and kind of its systems and mechanics. And I really appreciate that, the, that kind of stuff from developers. I think that's really awesome for them to be so open with their game, especially before release. Um, and it does. It looks amazing. The lore looks like incredibly um, like full of depth. Yeah. Something that's a new IP. Mm. And um, But the thing I wanted, or one of the things I wanted to talk about is um, that the the actual game is currently being released as a sony exclusive but it has been recently announced that that will only be for a um a potential six months so it looks like from what they have said that xbox players will get it in april next year oh really 
Yeah. No so, so lol, Sony, you've just lost one of your big exclusives. I was going to say, because like, that was one of the games that I would have considered yeah, getting I, I, for PlayStation 4. I so. mean, I, I literally wrote, I think on the news piece, the launch trailer made me want to get a PlayStation 5. For that. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. then just I'll after just wait that... For it. <laughs> Yeah, just after that, I because I was doing like because I'm constantly looking up stuff on Google because like I said I was really excited about it. Um, they've announced that there's a six month exclusivity, not a permanent. Exclusivity. Oh so does that God. mean? So does that mean PC as well? Yeah, no. So PC was already getting the game, which is why I was always a bit like, will it be permanent or will it be a bit kind of you know timed? It's a bit when so PC gets it at the same time. But it's they, always up they, in the they air. They definitely Sony. sold this as like it was exclusive. exclusive. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what like I thought, from yeah. the marketing. Yeah, from what it so it like. is. And this is the thing they haven't lied, but as a long time it is. Yeah, and then and then just if you're on Xbox and you wanted to be on Xbox and this was the one thing swaying you, just wait six months. You know. Mm. It'll probably it might... take you six months to get an Xbox anyway. So exactly, if you didn't pre-order, just wait, wait the time that you you know you need to wait anyway. So yeah, so haha, Sony, that's another loss <laughs> for you. Um, <laughs> give me demon souls, but yeah, so that was kind of like I feel like Sony wasn't ready for that to be announced. It kind of feels like when I saw it in the news, it made it feel like um, it was more the company yeah. announcing that than Sony. Um, yeah, Xbox publishing kind of saying. Oh yeah, we're also coming to Xbox. It's temporary, yeah. I'm um, so excited for that now, then. So, yeah, yeah, so so that that is a time. That even more excited. And if and, and if the Xbox is running a theme of being uh, even slightly better performing on, on what it appears to be every game, does that mean it could be even faster performing on the Xbox when it comes to Xbox? Yeah, and yeah. So, that's, that's actually really exclusive. funny that you mentioned that. Um, so the thing that I other, like the other thing that I wanted to talk about, and I was going to talk about it last week, but I'd already made my news pieces and. Um, and I didn't bother to like change them. Uh, the so the PC like version was always coming. It was always coming um, on the Epic, Epic Game Store. And oh, Epic. Yeah. So so that was already in in the works. But the thing they released last week, um, last Tuesday, was the the specs. So a lot of games do this for PC. If you're yeah. you know you're PC a console specs, player yeah. and you're unfamiliar, PCs obviously um, can come in many different shapes and sizes with loads of different hardware and game developers often release their specs before the game launches meaning um the minimum uh, or the recommended normally both required hardware for you to run the game and godfall actually released its specs and i would say this is probably the most demanding game we have ever had in mm. in like history of gaming wow. which Whoa. I mean, technically, so much happens yeah. on screen from the particle yeah. effects and mm-hmm. the lighting. And it's yeah, but normally, see, that exactly, it is a fantastic looking game from what I've seen. Um, but normally, obviously, there'll be, uh, there's a lot of options with PC you wouldn't get on console. You can normally turn down a lot of graphics to the point where it's very easy to run. Yeah, but like turning the, shadows off of everything. Yeah, but the minimum required specs are very high. Um, like is is essentially a huge generational leap for pc gamers mm. and um i just wanted to see what you guys think obviously um jack you're not really into pc gaming but how how do you kind of balance that up do you think that it's worth having these amazing amazing visuals um but that also stop certain players accessing the game because if you can't if you don't meet the minimum required you can try and run it but oftentimes it will just crash yeah i mean the thing that's like you say the thing that's so good about pc is admittedly 
it is but you know it's the same as the consoles it's like we no matter what you're on you still have to constantly upgrade and and go forward with the gaming industry Mm -hmm. um you might you'd be able to stick it out for longer on pc just because of the nature of pc but and and for me to go back to that what you said about you know you pick your specs on a lot of games and a lot of games are so customizable like i remember i talk all the time about total war warhammer 2 like I can run that on Mac settings on, on my gaming laptop. Like I can run it perfectly. Okay. My gaming laptop gets a lot of heat, but I can remember having that game and playing it on my dad's laptop and Mm -hmm. his, his specs were like abysmal. So literally I was playing on the worst graphics, the smallest unit sizes. It looked like, um, you know, it, it just looked like a gray mess. But I had a great time <laughs> because it was all that I could do at the time, you know? Do you think people have that mindset, though, nowadays where no. we're, we're so used no, to everything so being fast being and smooth? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's I, personal preference, isn't it, I think? Like, I'm but, talking but, the, the requirements are, are huge compared to... What, it, what do, does it say what the minimum is? Or is, is, um, that, is that still I ridiculous? Think, <laughs> yeah, well, this is the thing. I'm not going to be able to run it very well at all. Oh my and God. I have a decent PC. Um, the problem is also that my monitor is too high resolution for, for trying to run it. But the, I'll, I'll try and find the, the minimum. I believe it was a 1060, right. which is, is getting on now. But I know a lot of people um, haven't really needed to upgrade in a long time. And then it's just this sudden like, oof this is huge. Like other games are also kind of being like, uh, you know, oh, this is a bit of a steep, you know, requirement. Like Assassin's Creed Valhalla is quite steep. But then yeah. this kind of hit and it was a big news piece where it was like, wow, <laughs> people aren't going to be able to play this game because it's, it's such a, like a higher, you know, demand. Yeah. Or if they are, they're going to be running it a lot worse than what they would have hoped for. Mm. And I'm the same. I, I was assuming that, yes, it was very pretty, but it was, um, you know very well optimized so i'd be able to run it just like i would any other game but no it yeah. is not going to be which but, is kind of putting me off getting it right now because i yeah. can't get a new graphics card like i said so although my graphics card doesn't really need to be updated um i wanted to for, for this kind of reason and and now i'm like do i even bother getting god for if i can't run it it you know to its full potential if What's i'm the point yeah exactly if i'm compromising i'm running it at like you know 30 fps or i'm running it at half the resolution is there any point in me getting it now or do i just wait until i can upgrade so it's it's a weird little experience and i've I've kind of not come across this before where a game's been so demanding and um i i can't decide whether i think that's amazing or whether i think that's really like detrimental to the kind of community that it builds right does that make sense? Because, like, like I said, a lot of people wouldn't be as happy as you were playing a potato. Oh, honestly, like, I, I just, I really enjoyed it because it, it was a fun experience. But <laughs> you look at it and you're like, oh god, what is this? Like, and and, and in a way, it made it more funny because it was like you just sort of got on with it, and 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 because of the nature of the way the game works you had armies instead of armies like of 10,000 geezers, which is what I get now you had mm-hmm. probably about hundred and odd. So you'd have like 20 dudes in a, in a unit instead of like 300 or whatever. <laughs> and it completely changes the balance. So I, I remember playing as the dwarves and they would literally fight till like the last, like one dwarf, 
So I remember I won a battle with like seven dwarves still alive, just like, and I was like, (laughs) this is hilarious. Brilliant. So yeah, so the minimum required is a, is a 1066 gigabyte apparently, which is, that's high, like for, you know, for kind of budget gamers, that's quite um, a, a higher card to get not less so now um but at the same time that's for minimum and and obviously we're thinking a lot of people want to run it on on the recommended and um that's a 1080 ti is the recommended graphics card for that and that's quite a good card (laughs) it's old but it's still a very good card um which is insane that's the top of its generation is basically we're saying it's recommended um so yeah i i think I'm kind of like, ooh, I don't, I don't know what to do now with this game because I really, really wanted it. But now I'm like, if I can't run it, you know, get it on console. 60 FPS. Oh, I'm not going to get it on console. Oh, no. Ugh. No, you, you're not I, I can't anyway. Shit. No, if I did, it would have to be a PS5, but I refused because of boycotting Sony. So oh, okay. the reason, the you reason being. That principle. Yeah, no, the, the reason being is Xbox releases all of this stuff on PC. And yeah, I love yeah, them yeah. for that, but obviously I'm not going to then get a console. Um, no. Yeah. So no, they're kind no. of, they're like, you know, shooting themselves yeah. in the foot. They're backing yeah. you into a corner. Which but with a gun of love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I just, for me, I'm, I love my strategy games on my, on my PC and then I love everything else on my Xbox just because I love sitting in my bed comfy with a controller in my hand. Oh, I still do that. I'll just like <laughs> I'll, I'll just plug in a controller. Yeah, but like it's like PC. it's like it's like when I play the PC, I'm in the zone, I'm mental, I'm like fixed to it, I'm like there. Whereas <laughs> you want to chill out when you play. Whereas console. yeah, consoles. Like I love my the way you built time. up this like you know mentality of what a PC means because <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I will literally plug in a controller to my PC and chill out, but like. You're like, no, that's not what it's for. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this up. is this for my high end strategy game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Godfall. I, I mean, I really, really hope that this game is as good as it looks. Um, obviously, you know, if, if it's worth the amazing graphics cards that I'm going to need to get, then fine. I will happily buy them and play this amazing game. But I really hope that it does live up to it. And screw mm. you, Sony, for six months exclusivity. <laughs> he's got uh, a real hatred isn't he i yeah. do i literally did you they release more demon souls gameplay yeah i saw that i saw yeah oh you're getting bitterer by the day yeah you? i'm like i'm just tearing up but the rage builds in me while i'm like <laughs> getting upset so it makes you want to embrace the ripper does it <laughs> yeah it does it really does i want to just write a strongly worded letter to to mr sony saying saying everything that's wrong with the way he's run his company <laughs> but yeah so that is my news pieces nice. Chris. yeah and well some more to talk about I, yeah i've got some exciting bits uh the first bit i wanted to talk about i actually wanted to talk about um we 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 got a teaser trailer um which is not on youtube because i looked everywhere for it um okay. for for a, a a thing called well the the the, the creator is known um because he made a series called Astartes, right? Which, if anyone remembers, is the moniker that the Space Marines from Warhammer Forty K are known by. Um, okay. And he made a whole series. It's it's like fifteen minute episodes. I think there's five or six episodes, mm-hmm. um, all by himself. One guy, one fan who animated the whole thing. Um, and everyone loved it. Everyone in the Forty K community was like, "This guy's amazing!" Like. 
games workshop what are you doing get his contact deal details like he's literally making this job well no he's literally (laughs) making this stuff already so games workshop could literally just be like we'll just fund you and then we'll you know we'll hand it out to the world yeah yeah like it, it would literally be that easy because the geezer's doing it anyway um but yeah, so it's, it's obviously fan made. But if you look at it, like this is better than anything games and any animation games workshops ever put out. Like I, I don't know what this guy does. Like it, he must have set, like a background animation because it's amazing. And I don't know if you saw it, Bradley, but I sent the the fifteen second teaser reel to Jack. I yeah, did, and I to did you. How good was that animation? Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. If, so was that his then yeah yeah so oh, okay. basically i assumed it was official no yeah that's, that's exactly right you think <laughs> it was right it's a fan yeah. series um and literally it, it blows my mind away because like i said he did that series that was really mm-hmm. good and then he's currently working on three different um storylines that you right. saw in that trailer so there was one where the guy bring the guy you see the marines in the white armor and he brings the the heavy bolter down. Then the second one, you see the Marines in the, I think they're black and red, and they're fighting Tyranids, which are the alien-esque monsters. And yeah. then the last bit, you see the orange Marine, and you see him absolutely brutalize some orcs, and it's glorious. Just mm-hmm. like head exploding. like. And to be fair, those orcs look pretty good. They do, yeah. They look pretty badass. Um, and a lot of the time, orcs can come across as really goofy in Warhammer 40k. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then you actually read about them and you think about it and you're like, ah, oh, a 12 foot tall dude who could rip me in half in seconds. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> pretty scary. And that's like the, the grunts, the basic orcs. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah, orcs are, are mad. If you actually yeah. look into them, like they could wipe out humanity like if they all banded together. Like they're, they're the worst orcs ever made by science fiction because they're just horrendous creatures. Like, <laughs> and then you get stories where it's like normal humans have to fight them and you're like, oh, God, this is why this is just like cruelty. Um, but yeah, so, so it's, a, it's a fan series. Uh, I, I would uh, post the link to it, but that it was basically a clip that was taken from his Patreon. Right. So uh, I was a bit dubious in even watching it because I felt a bit bad for the guy because he was like, he just wanted to do a little tease for the fans who'd given him some money. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause he was like, Hey, he, he's really nice. a really cool guy. He, he didn't like say, Hey, you've got to fund this project. Like any fan film. He's like, Hey, I'm making this anyway. If, if you like it and you want to chuck me some money to help me like survive. Yeah, um, that's always nice. You can do that, and that's what his Patreon was. And he just thought, um, for all the people who've actually bought, like, given me some money, I'll, I'll give them a little glimpse of what I've been working on. Cool. Um, and yeah, he's, he's a, I honestly cannot wait for these series. I just like I've watched the clip like twenty times, and I'm like, there's just such a like this guy just gets Space Marines. Like there's just a weight to them, a, a force to them, and they're just like. And even like the monsters, the aliens that that show up in it, you're like he he nails all of their individual characteristics really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and like I say, if if you're interested on YouTube, type in Astartes, and you can actually watch his mini series. I think the whole thing's like maybe 50 minutes. Um, it, it might even be 45 minutes. It's not long, but he made a series, and it's basically a, a squad of a, of Space Marines who go to this ship and take over this ship 
and it's basically i mean it looks like his animation's improved even more but it's similar style of animation and it's just it's epic it's if 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 you like like 40k you'll love it even if you're not a fan like give it a go you'll probably still really enjoy it if you like like sci-fi and action or just good animation or just good animation it's glorious um but yeah, I just wanted to give it a shout out on the on the pod and for anyone to, to, to give it to give that series a go and then join me in anticipation sitting here waiting for his next uh, you know next couple fan made uh, shows to drop. Mm-hmm. Cool. But yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll move away from uh, the old Warhammer forty k stuff, but I'll stay I'll stay in sci fi because <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about Mass Effect Legendary Edition. And yeah, it, we talked about it on the show before, but it has officially been announced Ooh. that we are getting a remaster of the entire Mass Effect trilogy. Wow. Though uh, I think obviously Jack's kind of just sitting in the corner. It's just like, oh, whatever. Um, but I, I'm sure I'm very excited. And I know Bradley might boo at this. Yeah, I was going to say, tell me. Tell me what is it? Is All right, it so, a remake so, or a remaster? So it is a remaster. There's, there's no. Uh, <laughs> I, I, said, I said they should. <laughs> and for that uh, reason, I'm out. <laughs> I said they should remake Mass Effect One and just yeah, update. Yeah, they should. Uh, but they haven't done that because they didn't. They said themselves they didn't want to compromise the core game experience. Mm, which that's I, what they all say. Which I get no, to a certain extent, but then I look at like. If I want the core game experience, I'll play the core game. You know, like yeah. just remake it and say like it's a remake. Sorry if it's not, you know, true to the core game experience. We mm. tried our best. Oh, but, okay, it's not. I'll play the old game. But it then is, I, wow. Yeah. But then I look at like the Halo Two remaster in the Master Chief Collection. That's exactly what I was going to say. And I'm like, it's literally so true to Halo Two, but at the same time, it's like a modern halo game like mm-hmm. is awesome they did it yeah. so well yeah they did and I, I always say that i think that is amazing when you click the because they always have the button uh, bound to go back to the old version yeah and you can see in those cutscenes when they've re- complete because they completely like, oh they did blur as well didn't they which were yeah, fantastic they, mm-hmm. and it was amazing when they they like show those cutscenes and then you switch back and it's just this awful <laughs> these awful like cutscenes jumbled together like they would have been amazing back in the day but now you're like laughing at what is this them. yeah yeah and like that's what i want like just give me you know a, i'm happy if you say oh we'll remake one and then we'll remaster two and three because it's a lot of work to remake three games. Yeah. Um, so like they did with the Master Chief Collection, you know, remake two. I mean, and one had already been remastered. Yeah. And then release the rest as a as a remastered package. And but no, they yeah, don't want to compromise I, I, I mean, the core experience. The, the one thing that they did say that I am quite excited for is they did give a brief breakdown of what the exact parts of the graphics they'll plan around with. Okay. So they said, obviously, run-of-the-mill stuff, the textures, the the shaders, the lighting. Um, though they said that effects will get a huge rework and the technical features. So, okay. like, they talked about uh, how biotics looks, about making it really, like, sharp and crisp and making it... They really want all the effects and the gun combat and stuff to really feel like a game that you'd buy, like, modernly. Okay, which I think slowly swaying me. Which I think, if if you if you look at the stuff they've done with Anthem, even though we know that game's got a cloud above it, if you look at the actual 
visual effects they're very stunning mm-hmm. um so if you 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 basically you know put that you know you take all these biotics you make it punchy you make it very vibrant and cool i like that and the thing that was a big one for me is they said in all three games they are updating the character models which right. i'm so happy about because uh, i mean you know two's models are okay three's models are really good but one's models oh oh so hopefully they bring them all up to a point where they all kind of like look like freeze where they all sort of gel together uh, and they've mm-hmm. sort of said how mass effect one is the is the biggest part of their problem here with the character models where they've <laughs> had to because to, if you look back i love that game but you look back oh god it, it's so janky at times like the way they look or the way like rex or garris will just like their bodies like will just like start freaking out or they'll get out of the shit like <laughs> they'll get out of the tank and they'll start like being weird and it's like you can tell they've really pushed this engine because the, the engine's like oh is this a human body well kind of <laughs> you know you can see it like trying to figure it out <laughs> so like the proportions are not quite right but <laughs> yeah so so that's something that i'm really excited for and you know this is a, this is a day one purchase for me for someone who's been waiting to relive this experience mm-hmm. and you know i said before this is all the content from all three games all the dlcs even all the promotional content which i never had because you know you had to pre-order it and then you had to get the box edition and then you had to yeah be on a certain console which i was always really like peed about mm-hmm um and and you know the joke being if i bought all of the mass effect all three games now with all the dlcs i'd probably end up spending similar or more money than just yeah. buying this remaster um so i yeah I, i've got nothing but like i said i'm a bit disappointed there wasn't an me1 remake but for someone who's been waiting to re-experience these games because i thought this was coming uh this is just i'm so happy so so happy <laughs> Um, and also we got a tease that a, a veteran team in Bioware is currently working on a new Mass Effect game. They're in the early, early stages of pre-development on a, on a new Mass Effect. To right the wrongs of Andromeda. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> ho- hopefully this remaster does really well and brings back a lot of the community and brings back a lot of the hype. And then they go, hey, here's your true Mass Effect successor, you know? And uh, I think, you know, if Bioware does that right, they'll, they'll win a lot of hearts and minds back, you know? Mm-hmm. Though, one egregious thing I have to say about this is, did we all see the poster that they showed for this remaster? No, I didn't actually. Well, yeah, have, have, a, have a little Google, Bradley, because what have they done to our girl Liara? Look at her face, if you can see it. Wait, one. I wanna, I wanna find after, out. After, does it, after, does she look weird? Yeah, and after, after the fact that two, only two weeks ago, me and you were gushing oh, over no. our first, yeah, yeah. That's not. I remember her. We, we'll just have to say. Is that her? No. <laughs> is that different? The, the way she looks is the way that she looks in the artwork we did, Bradley. All right, that's how she looks in the games. And if this is her updated character model, I'm a little bit terrified. Oh. Could you imagine? <laughs> I think it's just a. I think it's just a bit of bad artwork. At the end of the day, it's not. It's not the end of the world, but it just made me laugh. I was like, after we just had like an episode gushing over this hot blue alien chick, and they go, "Hey, we're gonna make her ugly." 
You guys are <laughs> weird. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I just like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she does, look, she does look weird, though. She doesn't look like her, does she? No, that looks like a different Asari. Yeah. Weird. I, I don't anyway, like we're not going to turn this into <laughs> the Liara podcast. <laughs> the Liara podcast. The Liara Tassani podcast. Um, no, anyway, so I'll move on to my last bit of news. And this is actually a story that dropped today that I wanted to talk about next week because it, a little bit of insider info here. We try not to cover news that drops on the day we record just because we do our research and we yeah. do our news prior, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. But when I saw this, I was like, I you have had to talk, talk about, about this. It. I have to talk about this. Go on, and drop it on us. So, so we've talked a lot of back and forth about the Avengers video yeah. game on here, right? We've, yes. we've said it looks kind of fun, but we've, we've made it very clear. Had our doubts. Our, our problems yeah. with it. Mm-hmm. Well, Square Enix just revealed that they lost 48 million with this game. <laughs> Wow. 48 million on a Marvel game. They might yeah. as well have gone with just calling it A Day and seeing if it's sold better. <laughs> and and you, know, you know what's worse with this as well? It's the fact that all three of us said this is going to sell. I mean, do you remember? All three of us said, nah, yeah. it's got yeah. the license, it's, it's going to sell no matter what. But yeah. no, they lost. I reckon they thought that too. Yeah, obviously. Well, <laughs> well, the only bit of information I can provide you on that is that Zach obviously bought Avengers when it first came out and he told me to get it and said it would be wicked and it would be fun and whatever. And um, since its release, he has done the first two or three missions and never gone back to the game. Oh, God. So, and, and, and so I said to him not too long ago, how are you find Avengers? Have you played any more of it? Um, and he said, I'll be honest, I think it needs an update. I haven't even checked. And I was like, oh, that's rough. Mm, <laughs> it doesn't gross. even know. Mm. Yeah. And it's sad because none of us wanted it to. We, no. we said before, we wanted no. this to be the yeah. new Spider-Man or the new yeah. Arkham and be like, really revolutionize superhero video games. And I still think it looks fun, but mm-hmm. it, it needed to be more than just a bit of fun. Like people yeah. wanted more, I think. And it really shows that it, maybe you can't just slap a name and slap a license out there. Maybe with gamers, we are more, you know, um, picky in, in what we, what we yeah, choose. Sure. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I think it's a good thing for the gaming industry. I'm, I, you know, I, I, not for th- them though. <laughs> no, not for, but, but to be fair, Square Enix, they've had, they had a really good um, first quarter. So, it, this isn't they had the final fantasy remake and all that stuff and they did really well so it's not yeah. like um their company's falling apart and to be honest they said how square enix are actually upset with crystal dynamics because obviously square enix being the publisher dynamics being the developer mm-hmm. um and they sort of said uh, there was there were things that that crystal dynamics pushed that looking back they wish they'd sort of pushed back against or being right. more so it looks like crystal dynamics was really the 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 people who maybe were going oh we should maybe tweak this and add in this and you know <laughs> and and a lot of reviewers have said it looks like you know once upon a time that the game's focus was a single player narrative with a bit of yeah. multiplayer instead of what it became where it is like <laughs> the single player is a six hour story it's done and then it's just a multiplayer game mm-hmm. yeah um and like i said like and even with the success even like this very week with the release of um spider-man miles morales 
yeah. which everyone is raving about. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, they had such an opportunity to capitalize on it. And like I say, it, uh, as much as I, I do feel bad for them in a way, they lost 48 million, but they've got completely themselves to blame in my books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Agreed. But uh, yeah, so so that was my detour. I threw away my third news piece. I was like, no, talking <laughs> about Avengers. Away, yeah, for Avengers. Um, no, uh, it's a shame <laughs> to see, but at the same time, like you say, there's not really anybody else to blame, to be honest. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, it's upsetting because we, we all love the license. We all want yeah. a, we want a, a Avengers the, game. The most awesome game, yeah. 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 Oh, well. Well, yeah, I don't know. What can you do, eh? I feel like we're slowly getting more and more cynical on this podcast <laughs> as, it, well, as it goes on. Well, you'll be pleased to know that my news pieces aren't negative for once. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I know. I might have one slight negative one, but it's not really like, you know, it's still, which we're going to try and keep positive. So I'll kick it off with uh, the only piece of uh, TV slash movie news, uh, then go into the gaming news. So for me today, anybody who is a lover of Peaky Blinders, the TV series, which I don't actually know if either of you watch. I don't think we've ever yes. had a I know. Uh, All, right, I'm glad, I'm All right, Jack. I'm glad you do. <laughs> Bradley, do you? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm a, anyway. I'm a, I, oh, I love this show. I yeah, think it's, a, it it's the, the best great, thing the yeah. BBC makes. Ever made, yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't um, know it was made by the BBC. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how. It's like a no, fluke. Do I. Yeah. But, but so, it's amazing. So one of my biggest uh, peeves with the show is that the seasons aren't very long and they always take about a century to come back. It's yeah. one, I don't get it. It seems to, there's only ever like six episodes a season and you seem to wait like a year and a half, two years of what it feels like anyway for a, se- a new season. And that's always been one of my biggest problems with it because it's such a great show. And this bit of news is really, I'm very hopeful about. Um, two of the actors... Cillian Murphy, who is our beloved Tom Shelby, and Paul Anderson, who plays his brother Arthur, have both posted separately on their social medias in the, the last week or so, hinting that there's a chance the season's coming back sooner than they expect, uh, or sooner than other people have been expecting. Mm. So um, Cillian Murphy posted the iconic haircut, um, him having all his hair yeah. shaved off again. Um, which is, you know, to show that he's uh, back in the role. And um, Paul Anderson actually posted uh, some artwork of his character um, in obviously costume. With a browning, wasn't it? Yeah. And then also put um, season six hashtag coming effing soon. Um, So, (laughs) um, I mean, and, you know, I really do hope this is good news. Like this is true because the, 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 the creative directors have stated that it's unlikely that it will come back until late 2021, which is what people were expecting anyway, because of how long these seasons are apart usually. But I'm hoping that maybe it does come earlier because yeah. I feel like it's been... It's like, I so popular. The BBC is, would probably want to prioritise it. Yeah, getting that out. And also, when did... I mean, how long ago was it that the last season finished? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure it was meant to... The, this this season was actually meant to come either end of this year or early mm-hmm. next year. But obviously, because yeah. of... Uh, COVID delays yeah. and everything. All so, of that. So, yeah, I mean, Bradley, you've got to watch Peaky Blinders. Uh, uh, all I yeah. is that the first, I thought, my opinion, honestly, was the first few episodes. It's a bit hard to stick with. I yeah. don't know why. I just no. it a bit dry. 
Honestly, uh, everyone says that, and I completely yeah. agree. Bradley, yeah. honestly, give it a go, and you'll watch it, and you'll watch for like the first, like, yeah, Jack says, like three, four Couple. episodes, yeah, I think, mm. and you'll be like, I'm not really sure about this. But once you're in, once you get familiar with you're these hooked. characters, yeah. before you know it, you've watched six seasons. And the thing is, is and, like, and like Jack yeah. says, they're only like six episode seasons, episode Bradley. Seasons. Yeah. Like, they're long oh, episodes, not too bad, then. but it's so, once you get into it, it it's so hooking and it's so easy watching, to digest. It is. And I remember watching the first episode and thinking, yeah, I don't really see all the rave about this and all the hype. And I thought, there's just no way I'm going to get into this. And then I just kind of stuck it out and watched the next couple. And you, it's like Chris says, you really don't even realise the moment that you're hooked, but you're just all of a sudden, you're just like, I can't stop watching this now. <laughs> it's brilliant. And it's great. And the characters are great. Um, yeah. Everything fantastic so yeah hopefully good news uh, yeah i mean i mean I, I think me and deanne watched four seasons in like two weekends oh yeah i think i did because yeah. i watched um, by the time i'd watched it um season i think season four was out so i i watched it from one to uh, season one to four in literally i can't remember mm. how long it didn't take me long at all um so yeah it, it's definitely i mean if these if hopefully we get some good news and maybe we'll get it earlier yeah. than expected and great. hopefully one bradley watch it <laughs> to, yeah. and then tell us what you think what you think yeah and two if we got any you know we've got some american listeners you've mm. probably never heard of it and I, i'm pretty sure you can get it on on american netflix so yeah, yeah I'd, I'd really recommend checking it out and like we say oh, definitely stick with it and then you might you might find it's your new favorite british show yeah uh, just try and d- d- not everyone obviously talks like they talk in the program of course. <laughs> <laughs> just bear that in mind um, but yeah so moving on to our next bit of news which is some gaming news we've talked about sony uh the pt that was playable years ago uh, the horror game and based around the silent hills franchise and we talked a lot about how great it was and how much hype there was around it um so Sony have actually confirmed that PT was playable on backwards compatibility for the PlayStation 5, but Konami intervened and has stopped that from uh, going anywhere. So the reason I wanted to talk about this is because, like we said, we spoke about it before. We've all said that it had great hype around it. Everyone's watched it a couple of times probably, and some may have even played it. And it's just a shame, really, like, you would you would think that they would just take the ch- this opportunity for see all this hype around it, finish this thing off, this project off, yeah. make it you know make something playable for next yeah, gen or, and or, just go or, crazy or, with or it. give a new shot at it. I mean, uh, yeah. there's as hard chance Kojima's going to come back or Del yeah. Toro, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you can't, can't capitalize on it and, and yeah. get someone else on board, right? Mm-hmm. And and the thing that blew me away was how upset people were over this, how popular this this was. Is, like, yeah, yeah. This is a game demo for all, for all intensive purposes, and, and, people, and everyone's that high rate about it. Because, yeah, yeah. Like so there's such an like interest in this game, mm. in this franchise, and the fact that they they go in and I just love it. That one of the articles I read was like the irony of them taking what is literally called playable teaser and then making yeah. it unplayable. Yeah, <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I never thought about it that way. <laughs> yeah, and, and this is and this is the thing is that you know, like you say, it just it generates such a hype, and the fact that I mean, how old is that really? Like, it, it, I can't even think how many years yeah. ago that was made, and the fact that people got wind of being able to play it on PlayStation Five, and people are still upset about the fact that they now can't. That's just that just shows you what an opportunity is being missed by not mm. continuing this project, yeah. and. 
that's really all that there is to say about it. Um, it's, it's a shame and I hope we do get something in the future, near future, hopefully, that resembles yeah. this sort of project. And, and it's inspired from inspired its ashes type thing. Because, because I think it could potentially stand out as maybe one of the strongest horror titles there would be currently um, if, it, if it did as well as the, the PT did. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, anyone else got anything to say about that? Or are you okay for me to move on? No, I'd, I'd completely just agree with you, your sentiments, yeah. Jack. I think mm. there's, there's, there's gold dust sitting there. Um, and, 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 and the problem is you do, you do sit on the fact that it will never be the original vision that Kojima no. and, and Del Toro yeah. had. Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't mean you can't be inspired by that and try to make something, you know, based off of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to move on to the last bit of news and I really am excited about this and I really want to hear all of your thoughts about it. So the team that make um, Vampire Bloodlines The Masquerade are now making a vampire themed Battle Royale game. Now, we all know how much I love a Battle Royale game anyway, <laughs> so this was really cool to hear. So there is a small te- uh, teaser trailer for it at the moment and it's not very long, but what it is is wicked and i i personally i think this has real potential to be incredible and also it really fascinates me um there's there's some bits of information about it at the moment uh which we'll go into in a minute but before we do what do each of you think about it what, what's the initial thoughts well, I'm, actually I'm interested to see bradley's opinion on this one mm, same so my partner is like a massive fan of Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 1. Oh, it's good. <laughs> right. And I've watched her play loads of it. And I had no idea that they were making this battle royale. Like, I, I saw that you were going to be talking about a vampire yeah. battle royale. And I was like, oh, okay, who's yeah. making that? And now you said Vampire the Masquerade. That I have no idea like what that's going to be like when you compare it to what the they've the made of, before yeah yeah the, the game is very very rpg you know like I, i'd compare it to something like skyrim and it's like saying imagine a skyrim battle royale like yeah, yeah. I, I mean i think it's more they've they've definitely made it clear they're going to carry on the rpg adjacent to the battle royale yeah and, and they've made it very clear that they want these to be interconnected universes but they want it then both you very different game experiences. Yes, yeah. that's that's what I mean. I'm like, you know, gameplay is never the strong suit. Like combat's kind of meh, and I, I mean they must have like evolved completely, or I hope they have, because that kind of combat in a battle royale. Yeah, I mean the teaser footage looked good. It, it does. Looked, it looked better than so, the, the the traditional combat. Yeah. Okay. So th- this is what I want to. This is kind of what I want to get into a little bit. So there's in the teaser trailer, obviously, battle royales. It's most common that with battle royales you have guns. Uh, you know that's that's how it works. Uh, in in ninety percent of them. In this, there is a small segment of the trailer which includes jumping towards enemies with gunfire going in both directions. Uh, there is a bit of melee. Uh, battling and obviously the fact that they're vampires yeah i i personally i don't know for me i would love to see a battle royale without guns i know that sounds probably maybe not all that realistic or maybe it is i don't know but i would personally love a battle royale like that i would love to see how they could if there was a way of making it work 
I'd love to see what they could do with it. What I what my hopes are for this game is that it will lean away from the gun combat yeah. and make it there as a uh, there as kind of like a secondary purpose and really focus on the vampire abilities, which mm. is awesome in its own, uh, as well as the melee combat. Yeah, and I just think that. There is so much that they could do with this. If I mean, I'm not saying you know I don't actually know much about uh, the, the game about uh, the, the masquerade, so I, I don't know really a lot about it at all. So it's hard for me to say what what it could be like and what they yeah. could do. But if they're spinning it off and making a completely separate mm-hmm. thing, just focused around that universe, yeah, I really hope they go all guns. Sorry, all guns blazing. Excuse the pun, but they go all in with this and try and make a battle royale that really, really stands out as different. Yeah. yeah, I mean, keeping the course you'll be so. pleased to know then, Jack, that they said despite the teaser's heavy emphasis on guns, mm-hmm. um, the main focus of this battle royale will be classes and vampiric abilities and different yeah, wicked. and different vampiric playstyles. You know, cool. uh, they even talked about a seductor, a seduct. Oh, I can't say the word, <laughs> but you know, a woman who seduces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but. Uh, you know, I don't know how that would work on a real player, or what would you do? Do you get? Do you, could you manage to overcome them and control them mm. for a minute? Or so they they've said that they really want to take battle royales and take it to yeah. a new place and like revolutionise it. And um, that's what I really want from this thing, yeah. this, this title. And and there's one really one other thing I want to say about it is that um, at the very very end of the trailer, there's like uh, this uh, what appears to be sort of shadow thing uh that that comes forward and hacks down one of the the vampires now they've said that not only will you have to fight against other players you will also be fighting against something known as the entity which will be there to exterminate all vampires which is that again is a cool mechanic in itself just having that extra and i can imagine like there being like a zone and if you fall out of the zone then maybe you get hunted by the entities or whatever Like yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I'm. I mean, they might, you Picture know, right. they might do obviously try to to do something different, but mm. than tradition. But that's kind of what I vision, and I think it'd be really cool. Like instead of just you take health running damage, from a, yeah, you're from actually running from these yeah. hunters who are like after you, like yeah, to get to safety. I think that'd be yeah. really cool. It could be, and also uh, it would be interesting to see if the entity was not just outside the zone, but was also like could could come for you in the zone. A bit like how um, on a less extreme version, but like how Fortnite has henchmen uh, in the yeah. newer seasons. That would be really cool as well because it's weird how when when there is another threat in the area that is not another player it's weird seeing how players who are trying to kill each other then interact when they've got another threat to deal with as well yeah Uh, and sometimes the attention is drawn away from the your initial goal of killing the other player because it needs to be it would be really cool to see how they implement that and i just think that this the whole vampire thing in itself really fascinates me so seeing a battle royale that I hope just takes the core core mechanics of a battle royale game and really flips it and goes, we wanted to try this. And even if it doesn't work out and it's not great, just to see something different would be really cool. Mm, yeah, no, I completely agree. And and like I say, to to ease like Bradley's concerns, because mm. um, I also really love um, Vampire Bloodlines: The Masquerade. Um, yeah. 
it's a game that I think is amazing. And I really like the universe that that's set in. I, I think it's, it's based on a tabletop game and I, I really, really love it. Um, you know, I love vampires anyway, but I, I really enjoy how they're saying, look, we've got a team who are going to do this battle royale and we've got a team who are going to carry on doing our Bloodlines yeah. games. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to, you know, negatively impact each other. We don't want... Um, you know, even if this gets really successful, we're not going to abandon Bloodlines. We want to have these two games that complement each other and that enrich that combined universe. universe. Yeah. And you know, for me, they're saying all the all the things to get me on board and get me really optimistic. For uh-huh. one, for a, a sequel to their, you know, two Bloodlines, and for another, for a really interesting, different take on a battle royale. And the thing for me is, I'm really burnt out by battle royales. Like yeah. I haven't even touched Apex. Like I, <laughs> that that was the point where I was like, I'm done. But hearing this, I'm kind of like, yeah, you know what? I'd, I'd give that a go. I'd, back I'd, I'd go back in for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly that. Um, Bradley, any thoughts? No, yeah, Chris has summarised well there. He's kind of, he's kind of said like, don't worry. <laughs> it, <laughs> might, it might be, to be fair, I'm not worried because, uh, you know, I'm super interested. I'm just kind of like, oh no, I don't want him to fail, really. Yeah, yeah. of course, yeah. But um, well, I never see, I, we never like, seeing games flop you know we talk about it but we never enjoy seeing them Um, it's always a shame unless it's slightly deserved unless it's yeah unless unless it's something like yeah or yeah avengers but yeah so i I, i'm optimistic and like chris said i'm kind of burnt on battle royals but i'm always willing to give new ones a go well you'll you'll both be pleased to know that moving on to our my review section i will be talking about a battle royale (laughs) favorite (laughs) my favorite battle royale Uh, so without further ado let's go back to apex so i am going to talk about apex solely for my review today just because the new season has started we're on season seven now and Mm -hmm. it's called ascension and I would just like to state as well, Chris, that I actually got Bradley on Apex. Uh, I'll happily go back purely yeah. to play the the new map because it, yeah, and you know what? looks so but good. Had, but, oh, so cool. Chris, just just for your information, I had uh, Bradley and his partner um, come on Apex with me a week or two ago, and they obviously had no experience in this game. Bradley right. played a game before, and they were both like level zero and. They didn't know anything about the legends. So it was kind of it I had so much fun though because I was explained I had to explain to it was them a what huge guns do, learning what, curve. What ammo, <laughs> what ammo does, what what attachments go on, what guns, what's good, what's not, where to go. And they were just kind of following me around there. You just, felt like the mentor, like, did you? Yeah. Oh, he literally was. was. And he'd just great. like run off, be like but, killing things, and then I'd be like, We're on but, our way. <laughs> but what was great, what was great is that we we found out in the very early stages that Bradley has no trouble when it comes to aiming because his accuracy is like pinpoint. Yeah, he's, so, a, he's, a, he's a doom uh, PC just, player, isn't he? People just have too much health in this game. He was, so this is the thing, yeah. So at the end of the first game I think we played, literally, like he had done, I think 
So, you know, on a bad... He'd he done like 1,400 damage in that game, which is a, quite a lot. For and I, was, I wasn't playing that like, well. I was but, just but hitting shots. He'd gotten like no eliminations because he was just <laughs> knocking people and they kept getting revived. But he was like slapping back up. Ages so away. Unfair. And he was getting so frustrated because he was like, I just want to get my kills as well. And I was like, so when we'd knock a player, I was like, just kill him, finish him, just, just finish him. Like, you know, because he wants those eliminations. But anyway, it was real fun. So Ascension, they, they brought in this new map. And it is uh, called Olympus, and it is a floating city, which Bradley likes anyway. Oh, Columbia! Yeah, <laughs> it's Columbia. That so that's the first thing I wanted to quickly go over. Olympus looked from the the pictures and the map and the gameplay trailer and everything before the ga- uh, the season started looked a lot smaller than this than the current maps, and I thought that was really strange because it's the first time they've implemented a vehicle into the game and. Apex is, as you probably know, is very fast paced. It's like it's yeah. not like most battle royales. It's very quick. It, it takes from Titanfall quite heavily, yeah, isn't it? A lot. Yeah. And so I was really concerned about them adding a vehicle because I feel like a lot of battle royale games are ruined once vehicles are implemented because I could even list a few off the top of my head that, okay, Battlefield, when they did it, it didn't count because Battlefield has always had vehicles. But Fortnite, the second vehicles came into it, it, it went downhill, in my opinion. Warzone, although it started with them, I feel like vehicles are the most broken thing ever in Warzone. Because oh, yeah. It, you can just win. So They're hilariously fun. Around. But... They are. but And do you know what? I was concerned because I was like, why would you put a fast-moving vehicle that can carry your squad in Apex when the game is so fast-paced anyway? Mm-hmm. Um, I am pleased to say that I don't hate it. I, oh, I'll, be, I'll be completely honest. I don't use it. I've, I think... I've played a lot of the new season already, as you can imagine. And <laughs> I think I've been in the vehicle once to drive, just to drive it to see what it was like. And it's quite hard to control. Um, and then maybe one other time when I was really, really late for the zone. So I was like, I just used it to move even quicker. But to be honest with you, even without it, I could have got there on foot and still probably done it in not far off at the same time. So I think it's a bit of a pointless move for Apex, but I don't dis- I'm not saying I hate it. I don't think there's a big problem with it. Mm. I've seen some really newbie te- uh, tactics with it already. <laughs> right. So Caustic. The cheesy uh, tactics. Are coming oh, Chris, out. you Chris, you'll love this. So Caustic, he drops gas canisters, which when someone runs past, they explode <laughs> gas. I'm gas loving this already. So what someone had done straight away when I dropped in my first game they jumped straight down, didn't get a gun, got in the vehicle, and they threw five gas traps on it and then just drove around get hitting people with it so <laughs> the gas would just kill people. Oh, my God. Like, how did you think of that? I was going to say, I love the... You know, that's that's, the, that's the, amazing the cheese, that is, isn't it? it how is, can yeah. we exploit these game features to the most, yeah. you know, exactly. pure extent? So aside from that, there's, you know, there's going to be little things like that when it first, the vehicles come around, but I'm not, I'm not keen on them, but I don't really care if they're there uh, because they're not, there's not hundreds of them. And, you know, at the end of the day, you were using what you don't. Um, but the map is, as Bradley said, it's beautiful. It's great. So it's nice. glorious. It looks pretty. It's, it's fantastic. And it's a lot bigger than it looks from the pictures. There's a okay. lot of open landscape, a lot of verticality. It's, it's, it feels very diverse, and I never liked the map before, World's Edge. Uh, I loved the first one, King's Canyon, and I didn't really like the World's Edge, and even up to the end, I got used to it, but I was never really a fan. Yeah. And I'm <clears> glad that we've now got this new map again, which really shakes things up, because there's some new features, like the um, 
there's a phase shifter which is like wraith's teleport ability but they've they've taken the phase shifter and they've made it this huge thing which goes from one end of the map to the other so if you're if you need to quickly get out somewhere and you need to get across the map you can run into this portal when it pushes you out the other end which is really cool uh and it, it can be used quite tactfully as well and i like that so the map itself great uh the the vehicles i can deal with but there's a couple of things that i really want to talk about and that is the new legend which goes by the name of horizon it's a uh, she's a scientist and she has her whole thing is she has discovered she's like a uh, discovered the black hole theory and uh you know gravity she's going doing all things to do with gravity and things like that now I bought the legend. I don't always buy the legends. I've got a few that I still don't have, but I bought it not with uh, real currency, with in-game currency that I saved. <laughs> oh, okay. So don't worry about that. That's fine. Microtransactions. Yeah. Anyway, I bought it. <laughs> I bought her character straight away. And mm-hmm. I thought I'm going to give this a try. She has nearly overtaken my my love for my main bloodhound because I just think her abilities are just unbelievable. Broken on um, launch, would you say? Oh no, not broken. No, they're not. Oh no, no, they're not OP at all. Um, they're not OP at all. That's the thing is that they're really well balanced. But okay. I feel like that, like they don't have enough impact to change the game and make it ridiculous if you're using that character. But instead, they just really benefit your squad. And mm-hmm. but they don't make you just this unstoppable force. So the abilities I'll give you a quick rundown of the passive ability is which I thought sounded really pointless, but it's, it's a, a, an advanced spacesuit, basically. So what it means is when you're falling through the air or you're jumping, you have yeah. better air control. And I thought that sounds really pointless, like maneuverability in the air, because it doesn't keep you in the air any longer. So didn't really see the point. However, what it also does is when you land, Bradley, you might already know this from when you played the other day, if you jump from a big height, obviously there's no fall damage. When you hit the ground there's like a delay where you hit the ground and it's like a shudder of forward. And then there's a second before you can shoot or do anything. uh, And it like kind of knocks you off balance a little bit. When horizon hits the ground, there's no delay. So it's like an instant land and you can actually land and slide straight away. So there's like, and, and it really helps, especially in the start game when you drop out the ship, because you'll hit the ground and straight away, you're first to be able to pick stuff up because you're, there's no, none of that, hit the ground delay mm. um and, and that's really useful the so as a passive ability goes that's brilliant the main ability is wicked because it has a really quick cooldown time and again it's not something that breaks the game because it's not very useful in the sense of, of killing opponents but it just is really useful uh, it's basically a gravity lift so you throw out a little um, a little device and when it wherever it hits the ground it sends a gravity beam up and if you or your squad or even enemies jump into it for about 10 seconds it will throw you up in the air and it will ping you like give you a boost when you hit the top and knock you so it's really good for reaching high places basically quickly and it oh, cool. turns the tide because height obviously the height advantage we all know it's over anakin i have the high ground exactly <laughs> what happens. so that for that sense is great the other reason i love the ability is that it recharges every eight seconds that's the cooldown time on it so you can pretty much throw it and by the time it's run out you can throw it again and i think that's wicked because 
it it feels like a constant usability like you'll find yeah. so many chances to use it and go that really helped me in that battle because even if you throw at enemies if you can boost them so if you threw it at an enemy it would shoot them up in the air and then <laughs> they're just a sitting duck in the air like do you know what i mean like yeah it's great for both purposes um and the ultimate which sounds amazing it's not quite as good as it could be but i like it because it doesn't feel again like you're just op it, it it's a uh, essentially a black hole you throw out a device which creates a black hole and if any enemy is in that radius it pulls them in and holds them in place in the middle so that they can't move they can move but they're pretty much gravitized towards it so that it drags right. them around so it's it pretty cool. slower yeah so it makes them sitting ducks basically um but again the radius isn't huge and it's not over the top with its you know uh, its its reach or anything like that but i like it and and like i say put it this way i start obviously you get your stats for kills with that cat each legend and everything um obviously my bloodhound one is up in the 400 plus or whatever or however many it is but uh already since the start of this season i've nearly done 100 kills with the new legend already because i just have non-stop played as horizon since it started um <laughs> But there is a gripe with this season, and that is, and this is coming from me, and it's the last thing I say about it, the battle pass is rubbish. <laughs> really? Oh. Oh, right, we'll put it this way. I, I've Obviously, I maxed out the battle pass last season, which is the first time I've ever done that, and I've owned the battle pass seasons before. Um, this season, I haven't even purchased it, and I won't pay, in all honesty, because there is so little in there for you to like that's beneficial oh, really? for you to grab that it is almost like it's just a waste criminal. of money yeah it's didn't they run out of development time we're just like oh i just, don't know i don't know I think, I think maybe it's maybe it's just me personally because i'm sure there's loads of people out there that love the battle pass this season but i was i have a look through it every time before i buy it and there was i can honestly say of everything that was in there there was one thing that I wanted, which was at tier Oof. 50. And I thought for the sake of 50 grafting 50 tiers and paying for the pass, there's literally no point. Like I was like, that mm -hmm. skin will probably, it was a skin for Octane. It will probably end up in the store at some point. So if I really wanted it, I'd probably just wait till then and buy it. So I just thought, feel like there was a lack of anything that, you know, when you scroll through a battle pass, you want to see eye catching stuff, like stuff that makes you go, oh, that's shiny, oh, that's cool, I want that. <laughs> yeah. There was none of it. Ooh, like, literally, shiny. even the, like, the gun wraps were all mediocre at best. Um, the legend skins, uh, there was only like one or two legendary ones that I can remember, and they weren't very nice. Um, the one that I wanted wasn't even a legendary, I think it was epic. And the the rest of it was all padded out with things like, um, so when you get a kill, things that your character says or like intros that your character says when you click character and that, I'm like, do people really care that much about what their character is saying enough You'd to buy be surprised. that person I'm sure there is people out there, but I, I personally was just like, no, that's a waste. So <laughs> for me, I'm, I've decided this season, I will still play it because I really enjoy the new map and the new legend, but I will not be getting the battle pass because it's just i mean i'm already going through it and you get a free battle pass obviously as well which gives you minimal stuff but every now and then you get something so it's pretty much just worth just doing the free one because unless mm -hmm. you draw to the stuff in there i personally thought that compared to last season the battle pass was weak like really weak and i hope that next season they bring out yeah, an absolute it, yeah. killer one but yeah it was a bit of a shame but aside from that i'm really impressed with season seven and obviously and you love the map patch notes and stuff and yeah so i think it's definitely worth and like i say 
um bradley if you whenever you want to jump back in it then let me know because yeah. um i'll give you i will a tour do of, I, I, I want to play i, I want to play columbia yeah i, I, and when I say a tour, it, i don't actually. know it <laughs> so well, you'll be learning it as well as i am i know little bits of it so far so um, you've, yeah. you've kind of made me want to install it now. Though. Do it, and then we'll throw. So we'll, we'll I, score it. I have got Assassin's Creed Valhalla sitting there. That ah. I'm oh well, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's next year. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's kind of my brother. My brother's been playing it all day, <laughs> and um, it's hilarious because I obviously went off to work at, at start yeah. at four a.m. Um, yeah. Text him at I think eight a.m. and he went. I went. Oh, you you started it? He's like, yeah, I started playing it, and then I got home at one. And he was still yeah. sitting on their planet. And now, what, what is the time? Like nearly seven. And I'm pretty sure he's, he's still, still sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, in that case, I'll see you there for season eight. <laughs> yeah. So, so as much as I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll play that. Oh, I'll get into this. Like, I was loving Origami. And then mm. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, like, like is now playable. All those like, through your I'm gaming like, collection. Sorry. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. But yeah, so that that's my um that's my overview of uh, season seven on uh, Apex. Don't get the battle pass, but enjoy the new stuff because it's uh, all pretty good stuff. Yeah, and it yeah, moving fun. on to moving on to whoever's reviews next. So I believe mine is next, which is actually quite yeah. funny because because you said the map was called Olympus, didn't you? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's this is kind of weird because the game I wanted to talk about is Hades, and Hades is actually set in the Greek gods mythos. Yeah, so the somehow. Apex is related to my little <laughs> my little game that I wanted to talk about. Um, so yeah, so I want to talk about Hades. So Hades is uh, a recent release. It came out, I think, or not too recently. It came out two months ago, but it was in early access for about two years. Uh, and I hadn't found like I hadn't followed any of it during the the early access stage. I'd kind of just ignored that and then um, didn't really look into it. Kind of saw it as an indie game, and I'm, I'm not. I don't mind indie games, but because my like gaming backlog is normally quite big i'm like yeah uh, you know there's so many indie games out there that i never know which to play so i kind of just always you know put them on the back burner and, and not play any of them because i'm too right yeah i'm too like oh that, that indie game looks really nice then i'm like you get a bit but, stocked up yeah i'm like oh but then that one does too and that one does too and that one and then i'm just like oh, i just won't play any and then it's fair <laughs> So, so I, I, yeah, I completely like ignored this game as, as I always do with indie games. But recently, it's like been getting a lot of like kind of talk online, um, and I was like suddenly like really interested in it. And one of the reasons is its uh, art style. It is so so nice. It's all hand drawn, and it just has this fantastic art style. Um, which I've actually, I've like set my, my wallpaper as a screenshot from in-game because it just looks so, so good. Um, uh, I mean, it might not be ev- for everyone, but I personally absolutely adore the art style and it's one of the things that drew me to it. So to, to get started, it's a roguelike game. And I don't know, do either of you know what a roguelike is? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've heard of it before. Okay, so a roguelike is pretty much a game where you... It's essentially a sa- insanity. You 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 go through a randomly changing you know series of dungeons, um, like a randomly generated series of dungeons over and over again, doing the same run every time to get to the end. Um, so the the dungeons are randomly generated, so you'll get like different areas and different uh, enemies and stuff. But you'll essentially be doing the exact same run throughout the thing but the the bit where it changes is in a roguelike is you'll normally get some form of, of item or um 
I don't know, power up that will, will change the run. So it will, it will be based on that, that kind of uh, RNG to, to add to your run. So although yeah. you are doing the exact same thing each time, there mm-hmm. is a stark variation between, you know, two different attempts. So uh, as I said, as you progress, it is the same um, as any other roguelike. You'll collect things to make you more powerful. Uh, and the main thing being boons, they're called. And these boons are bestowed upon you by the gods of Greek mythology. And yeah. And they'll give you a choice of three different bonuses. Um, And like I said, and it provides such variety in your playthrough because each God has like very different types of boons that they'll give you. And they can give you uh, like special effects that you wouldn't otherwise have. They can give you uh, just like damage bonuses, something quite simple. And they're still RNG based and you can get like really epic boons or you get like really, you know, really crappy ones. But it's also the moment where the game thrives because somehow they've taken this, this roguelike game where the whole point is you go through runs and you do this repetitiveness. But every time you get a boon, you will then speak to that god and that god will will kind of just just have a little conversation with you like it's normally very brief but they'll have this interaction with you and this is where the game kind of like you know that's where the heart of the game lies for me like in a lot of games especially where it's like run based and you kind of keep going through the same same thing over and over again i'll normally just skip like dialogue i'll be like "Eh," i like you know i'm just trying to get through my run i have never skipped dialogue in this game because it's a good sign of quality exactly it's just so fun and i love the relationship that you build with each of these characters and every god feels um or goddess feels unique you know when you come across them that they're just gonna like bring something to that to that moment you you just you're you know you're in anticipation of what they can say sometimes it's very generic and it's you know it doesn't really add too much and you're kind of like uh, fine but other times you you're just like sitting there and it just makes you smile because of the things they say um but yeah so so each god will like you know have it there and they'll have their own thing to say but the best part about the story is the way it is kind of written around the whole idea of roguelike so the game tasks you you play as zagreus um who is the son of hades and basically zagreus hates uh living in the underworld with hades and he he wants to he wants to leave so so your whole idea or your whole sorry uh, run is you escaping the underworld it's you going through the underworld um through elysium uh, and up towards olympus and the gods giving you these boons because they're all in support of you which is really kind of like cute because technically you know your family and yeah. they're like oh go on, you're, you're one of the many 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 demigod children exactly so you're, being, so you're basically it's like being on like uh, sports day at school and your parents are staying on the sideline cheering you <laughs> literally on, is apart from your parents are throwing you like steroids <laughs> yeah <laughs> to go faster yeah. um but they weave this roguelike idea so so seamlessly into it so most games will have this roguelike thing where you'll go through a run and it will reset you'll die that's it start the run again and um you know everything's new again Whereas Hades is is built in a way where it's death is part of it. Um, when you die, you'll literally come back out in the house of Hades and you'll make a comment to yourself. Like, oh, I can't believe I died to like so-and-so. And you'll then progress, like you'll go and speak to people in the house of Hades um, and they'll also comment on it. 
and they'll be like, oh, it's having trouble with like this thing, are you? And it's so seamless the way that it feels like you're meant to die. Um, but obviously you're not, you know, the, the, there is a point um, where you think like, oh, I should be completing the run at this point. And the game is hard. Um, all roguelikes are quite hard. Um, and the first time I actually finished a complete run through was my 14th attempt, I think it was, which I've looked online. Apparently that's like quite a low number of attempts. I've seen the average is about 30. Oh my so, God. So yeah, it's, it's going to be quite, yeah, it's, but, but the thing is, is you think that, and obviously like I'm someone who gets very rolled up at games, but I didn't, I didn't want uh, like in that whole, those whole 14 attempts get rolled up because of the way it's done. Because when you do die, yes, you lose the like part of that run, but then you just get to speak to everyone at the house of Hades and then you get to like see all these new things and you're suddenly completely distracted with all of these new things with the characters um that you just you just forget it and the thing the thing that people kind of describe it as um online is a roguelike dating simulator because <laughs> it basically ends up being that because you can improve relationships with each of the characters and you can give like gifts and things and like when you talk to them it comes up with um like a 2d hand-drawn art like a dating sim would <laughs> right um, and my God, I love the character designs. Like I think they are so good and so they just fit with their what, voices. What you're saying and... is you've, you've moved over from your video game crush of the art of Sony and now you're onto a Greek I'm goddess. Onto, yeah, I'm onto the Is whatever what Greek. Uh, yeah, I mean, no. You're it, onto it, Hera. It's... Is Hera, Hera one of the gods? <laughs> Hera is one of the gods, but um, I don't, she's not actually been in it yet. Um, I haven't found her personally, but again, I haven't played that much. But somehow there's always something new and i said how is there this many lines of dialogue um in the game because there's always something new for people to say they've literally planned out like so many different occasions and and recorded it and i'm just like how am i still coming across new Mm. things um and there's also like an overarching story like i said if every time you die um that adds to the story and then there is a kind of when you get to the end uh, there is more to the story. And then now that I've finished the run, I need to keep doing it a few more times. And eventually I'll get to an epilogue where the story will have officially come to a, a close. But the other thing is that there, and a lot of roguelikes do have this is that each run isn't wasted. So I can go into a run and there is um, permanent resources that you can, you can gain that you won't lose when you die. So mm. one of them is darkness and darkness will get you, um, different kind of uh, perks or uh, abilities and they feel really worthwhile. They're quite a grind to get, but they're, they're really worthwhile in the end. And, and it's something that because they're quite a grind, you don't constantly think, Oh, I need to be getting darkness. I need to be getting darkness. You just kind of do it. And then once you have enough to spend on something, you're like, Oh yeah, I can get this now. So just a simple example would be um, one of them will give you an extra life so that when you die, you don't instantly die you'll come back at 50 percent health yeah so it makes the run easier um and obviously that feels completely worthwhile when you've you know grinded your way towards something like that because then you die in the dungeon you you know you you don't get sent straight back you get another chance and you 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 know you think oh that was quite worthwhile again and um you can kind of build your runs around that because there's different um abilities that you can get and you can kind of switch uh switch them out there's two of each so you can choose which one of the two you want um, more. 
Uh, and then the, the other thing is that there is six weapons in the game and all the weapons feel really different and unique. Like all in all, it's, it's an isometric kind of um, game. Yeah. So Jack wouldn't be interested by it. it. It's, it, it forgive me if I'm wrong, but it, it remind, when I, look, I had a brief look at it and it actually reminded me of um, the Darksiders game you spoke about. Yes, it's that kind of camera angle. And it is, it is that kind of, um, it's a bit more like, intense gameplay like yeah. it's, a, it's a lot more kind of towards the dark soulsy side where it's like uh dodge based and and timing your attacks but yeah so it's that kind of game and obviously some weapons do feel a little bit similar but if you actually you know start getting really into the game you'll notice that every weapon has a very different play style to it um but you've got things like um you have a bow there's uh like i bet you you start off with a sword um, there's a spear that I really love the the idea of it. I don't love the spear itself too much, um, but you can throw it and leave it there and then bring it back. But That's you do cool. extra, yeah, and you do extra damage if you stab people in the back. You get a backstab, so it's a really cool little thing that you can kind of, you know, prep your your backstabs and things like that. So, so it's just little things like that that every weapon has kind of something to it that you Some can kind sort of, of build impact. combos around. Yeah, and you can you can build your playstyle around. And then especially when you get things like boons or there's something called a Daedalus um, artifact, which basically will modify your weapon in some way um, mm. to give you like that extra edge again. And the whole run is kind of like you collecting as much as possible um, before you get to to the end of the of the run. Yeah. And the run is only like, I mean, I completed mine in half an hour. So 30 oh, wow. minutes. Yeah. So it's not that long, but when you consider how much like playtime you really get from the game, if you are actually interested in the story and the kind of uh, the world they've built there, I like, I'm obsessed with this game right now. I, I'm literally at work. Like I want to do a Hades <laughs> run. I want to do a Hades run. Like, cause you do, you just, you just want to go back in and, it really plays off of that fact of it's addicting. Yes. Um, because every time you go in, he will say something like, one more run, <laughs> like to himself. And so like, how yeah. much is this, Bradley, just out of interest? So the funniest thing is, because I was like really unsure about this and I was like, oh, do I want this kind of game? Um, I waited till it was 20% off and I had a £10 Epic coupon. Right, so I got yeah. it on the Epic Game Store and I got it for £5 nice and that was the probably the best five pound i've ever spent on a game you're very happy with your five pounds oh ecstatic it's so (laughs) so good and i would have happily paid the 20 pound and i'm they're basically um working on cross saves so okay i'm um gonna get it on the switch 100 once the cross save oh nice it's on switch is it as well yeah so i was i was considering getting on the switch and then i was like no i want to play it like you know pc really high refresh rates and graphics and i was like i want to do that first and if i do love it then i'll get it on the switch when cross saves come and i will 100 i want to play this on the go i'll be <laughs> taking my switch to work probably playing it, playing it in the, the breaks i get making sure i get as many runs in as possible but yeah i would like it is difficult but the whole point is you get used to it so yeah like i said you have these permanent upgrades where you can make the runs easier or you'll just get good enough or you'll just get an rng run where you'll get like a really really powerful boon and then you'll just walk through everything um but yeah it's it's such a good game within like fantastic story and characters um and it's got a really nice community around it as well i keep seeing things online 
people are so loving of this game and it's really nice to see yeah like, this kind of project getting so much love from from people yeah because yeah. sometimes these indie games pop up and then you know they have a bit of success and, and then they just die don't they they don't keep the following yeah so it's nice to see someone actually holding that following yeah exactly so i would i would recommend it to less jack but i would definitely <laughs> recommend it to you chris yeah I think, it, I think you'd be really interested with the way they kind of do the storytelling um but yeah I mean, yeah. if you can get it as cheap as I, I do, mean, I'll, I'll definitely. I've, I do have like, um, I have a main game list, and then I have like an indie games list that, like, I call it an indie game, but I think technically, I'm not even sure. It's made by Super Giant Games. Have you heard of them? No. So they made, they've made other really popular games. Have you heard of Bastion? Yes, I have. So they, I, they made I, Bastion. I think I've watched some gameplay of that. They make like what look like indie games, but I think they're quite a big company now. Right. Um, they made Transistor, Bastion, and Pyre. Mm. So, but yeah, it's it's so good, and I'm just like, when's my <laughs> next run? Constantly. <laughs> I don't know when. You're I'm an addict. Gonna... Yeah, I literally am because, like I said, it's the permanence for me. So I will always go for the permanent rewards. Yeah. So that I, I'm always planning ahead. I'm always like, right, well, if I get this, then next time and there's so much progression like to unlock new abilities in the in the darkness um like with the darkness sorry you have to get keys and like then you might come across because you can also on your run uh you can pick your like route essentially it'll give you an option of two doors um mm. and the, it will tell you on the door what you're going to get in that room yeah because every encounter will give you something it's called so an encounter is just a room and every room will give you uh, an item or something and I I always sit there and, and you'll get like the option between sometimes darkness and a key and the keys will unlock new abilities for you to spend darkness on. So you're sitting there like, what do I need first? Um, but, but yeah, or, or it will give you an option between like a key and something for the actual run you're doing, like a, an upgrade. Um, so that's always like, do I want to focus on here and now or do I want to plan for the future? So, yeah. So you've got to weigh that up. Yeah, I, I just absolutely adore this. Mm. Like, it's, no, this is I, like turning it into my really game fun. of the year. And oh, wow. No, Jesus I know. Christ. And I'm like, I had no idea it would be this fun. Um, it just is. It just is so good. Maybe as well so because excited. you weren't expecting anything, right? I think it literally is. I was kind of like, I just played Ghost Runner, obviously. I was really hyped about that. And then um, I was like, oh, yeah, I've got Hades as well because I got that at the same time. Um, and then I was like... I'll give that go at the weekend and I gave it a go and I was just hooked. It's just <laughs> me all over. It's just such a good game for perfectionists. But yeah, I'll yeah. stop talking about Hades. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just gushing. I love it so much. I, I love it when you do these segments because I get really interested and Jack just like disappears. <laughs> like Jack's probably like downstairs. He's done himself a tea. He's come back. <laughs> Made myself dinner. <laughs> and you're still going. And he's like, oh, Jesus. There's definitely parts of Hades that you would like as well, Jack, but I think... That the game I... actually sounded really cool, to be fair. I was listening. It does actually sound really, really cool, to be fair. Um, I I've, I've, uh, made, like, was making a couple of notes um, relative to... Uh, I won't go into it yet, but I was making a couple of notes about uh, potential title names for the episode, and uh, <laughs> I, I a couple of them inspired around what you were just saying. Oh. So we'll see. We'll see. See if it makes the cut. <laughs> Okay. But yeah, no, it does sound cool. I am done with Hades, sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fine, mate. It was, it was really interesting. It's, it's something that would definitely go on my, my little... Even though you said it's not quite indie, it will definitely go on my indie back burner. 
Yeah. Um, so uh, I'll move over to my review today. And mm-hmm. this is actually before I sort of get into the nitty gritty. I wanted to ask you guys. Um, so I'm reviewing Mad Max, the Mad Max game. Made well, the one by... that came out quite a few years ago. 2016, I want to say. It came wow. out like... It might be... Uh, I think it came out maybe a year after the Xbox One came out. I think it was like 2016 or okay. something. Um, I, I, yeah, I think, I think when I've loaded up the game, it says 2016. But to be fair, um, it, it holds up really well, to be honest. If, if, if I said to you I, it came out last year, I think you'd still believe it. It, like mechanically and all, oh all i that. remember the the sky in that game is one of the best skies it sounds ridiculous mm. but i i don't i don't know why it was one of the things that i remember um but when i played it i took a screenshot of the sky and set it as my background because <laughs> so, it so, looked so good so before i sort of talk about it i wanted to know what your exposure was to it did, did you guys play it did you complete oh, it yeah did yeah i 100 percented that <laughs> Oh, nice. Jack, yeah, I, was like... I, I've only, so I remember the game's release. I remember seeing the advertisements for the game. Uh, I was actually interested in the game, but I never got around to getting it. But um, saying that, I've played it briefly around yours uh, not too long ago. Do you remember? Yeah, and it's fun. Yeah. Uh, and it is really fun. Yeah, and it's, it's got mm-hmm. a lot of, um, a lot of re- like kind of similarities to both. I sort of saw similarities to from the brief bits I played to the Batman games and also to like the uh, Shadow of War and things yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the same development house, isn't it? Yeah. So um, mm-hmm. there, there's that, that sim, it's the same engine, there's that sort of similarities that, especially, um, you know, heavy, heavy Batman, but then at the same yeah. time, you can sort of see stuff that maybe bled in into the, the Mordor games later, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll start talking about it and I'll just I'll start by saying I love this game I there's not a point in this game I've, I've played this for about so I played this for about five months I'd say and it's a game that I've played like chunks of and then I've gone away and done something else and then I've gone back and I've done chunks of and every time like I've gone back I've been hooked again and I've gone straight back into it and mm-hmm. for context, I have a hundred hundred percented this, like like Bradley did. I've done yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Fellow hundred percent <laughs> Just just because I don't always do it with games. It's just oh no, I mean something, neither. There's something good about enough. this yeah. that really made me invested, and I really love the Mad Max universe. You know, it, it's a lot of looked at. It's like the Godfather of like um, uh, you know, uh, dy- dystopian horror. Um, of post-apocalyptic horror you know so much has been spawned from it you know the fallout franchise wasteland franchise all these iconic when we think of like a, a post-apocalypse yes yeah. you know so derived from those original mad max films or inspired by those films and i i loved the way they did this because i really like those movies i love mm-hmm. the mel gibson ones and i absolutely love fury road with tom hardy and um uh, I can't remember her name, but she's great. Um, I love all the movies. And the way they've done this game is chronologically, it is after the three Mel Gibson films, but before Fury Road. Mm-hmm. It, and I love that they tied that all together. Um, and, it, and it really feels great. And there's, there's a real... 
because you know when we think about like fallout there's like a wacky spirit to fallout yes. whereas this is just bleak this is just <laughs> yeah. uh, completely hopeless completely brutal just everyone's insane everything's mental and i find myself just like going to like different scavenging locations and just looking at the destruction, looking at the desolation, looking at these ships in this sand or looking at these crazy built up bases that have been built from like, you know, by these madmen. And you just, every area I just felt blown away by. And it's a lot of the time when you do like scavenging locations, it, it's a boring objective, but because of how interesting and visually distinct all these locations were, that really pushed me to to explore everything, to look everywhere, mm-hmm. which, you know, is, is crazy because usually I'd be like, oh, I can't be asked to collect some scraps. But it wasn't about the collecting scraps. It was about exploring this world and and really feeling what they want you to feel about this apocalypse. And it's just bleak and it's heavy and it's draining. And you're like... And even Mad Max, like he makes comments. Like I remember one comment that stood out to me is he finds a, a picture of a of a critic, a, a film critic, and then he talks and he starts going, "I wonder how harshly they judge me," like and stuff like that. And like he just has <laughs> these like he has these little remarks when you find stuff, when you find photos, and it really hits you. And and the thing with his character is he's very Wolverine. He's very Logan esque. He is the reluctant hero, right? Mm-hmm. He wants to be an absolute a-hole, but, <laughs> and he is, he is, but yeah. there's always that last minute reaction where he can't do it and he has to, to be the hero. And to me, he's like the quintessential reluctant hero and they mm-hmm. do it so well in the game because for so much of that game, you know, without spoilers, he's so selfish and every time he helps people, but then it bites him in the ass. It never once pays out for him, but he can't help but do it. Um, and 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 you know, if I had to give like some some negatives, I'd say I have a similar issue that I had with this that I had with like Assassin's Creed Rogue, in that I love the story. The story is great, but there's way more collectible stuff than there is actual story. Like if you were to divide the game up, it's probably like eighty percent going out there and capturing bases and doing yes. all that stuff. And then 20% of cutscene stories. But mm-hmm. what is there, even though it's not a lot, is amazing. And I think the reason I love it so much is because I did all that collectible stuff, all that exploring and leveled Max and the car up all the way first. Same. And <laughs> then experienced that story pretty much start to end. Yeah. And there is a dog, Jack, and he's really cute, and uh, he's awesome, and he doesn't die. I mean, that's a slight oh, spoiler, God. but I thought I'd just put it out there, because there is a point where you're like, oh, no, is the dog dead? And then you find him, and you're like, oh, dog's <laughs> all right. Um, I mean, that's a slight spoiler, but it's, it's only very light. Um, but yeah, and, and there's, a, there's a real sense in the game that I loved, is the two important things in the game are your car and, Ma- and Mad Max. And the when you get like scrap, you have to weigh up making Max better or making the car better. Mm-hmm. But they both feel really dynamic and really fun. And they're both really satisfying to do in different ways. And Mad Max, when he's in combat, 
the, the combat system is pretty much ripped from Arkham. Um, but the only difference is, is it's more realistic. You know, like when you post Batman, he kind of almost glides across the battlefield and like does these yeah. crazy dashes. So you don't do that. Mm-hmm. There's none of that. It's more like brawler. So you have to be close to people. It's a lot more intimate. And he has a shotgun and he has knives. And I said to Jack, actually, before, you, you start to feel like the Punisher. Because once mm-hmm. you get like combos going and you're ripping weapons out of hands and you're like countering dudes with knives and then shotgunning people close range and you just blitz through people and you're like, oh my God, like if they made a Punisher game, this is what I'd want. Because he's just a monster. And, and, and as he becomes a more proficient killer, Mad Max actually becomes almost more mad in the story so it almost feels like the more life you take the more he spirals um which i love as well i just think honestly if i had to say this is a hidden gem for me this is one of those games that i i knew about but i completely forgot about and it's one of my favorite games of this like console generation easily Like easily, like I I prefer this to the Batman games they made. I prefer this to the I prefer this to the the Middle Earth games they made. I think this is their best work, and the fact that this is not getting a sequel has made me so sad. (laughs) This IP is fantastic, and I know it's rough around the edges and there's not a lot of story, but the potential for a sequel to build on this to make it more crazy, more wild. I think would be amazing. And I just, I can't believe how much I loved it. And I don't even like, like car games. I don't like racing, but in this, it's not, it's more just like, Hey, hit them, their engine explodes and then shoot your shotgun shell at it. And, and it's just Mm -hmm. carnage. There's explosion everywhere and you're slamming into each other. And it's like, and, and it feels satisfying when you're on a roll as max, but it also feels satisfying when you take out like a whole convoy of cars and you feel like a badass. Yeah. Um, so it just everything about this game to me works there's not an element in this game that doesn't work like I said the only thing for me is I wish the story was longer and had more to it mm-hmm. but every elephant element for me lands and I can't believe how good it is uh, like and and I, I know uh, without spoilers I know the story divides people because it's quite cliche and the ending is a big one I've seen online that really divided people. Some people either love it or really hate it. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was really poetic. I like that the whole point of Mad Max is that his life is just this circle and that he's just perpetually reliving his own mistakes and his own events. And it all, it, every story, he comes full circle again. Yes. Um, he's an, I think they call it an active character where he doesn't really change, but the story changes around him from place to place. Um, And I feel like they captured that essence really well in the game. And I just loved it. And even though it's cliche and there were points that were like, you knew it was going to happen. I still found it emotional. Mm -hmm. And I I still found myself going like, Oh, Max, just change your ways. Just like start a new life. Like (laughs) be like, like you, you want him to, and you want him to, 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 to change his ways. But he won't, and and he'll forever be the legend that is the legend of the wastes. That is, that is the road warrior. That is Mad Max, mm-hmm. and the game. And for for someone like me who really really loves that the Mad Max and the that um whole concept, I you know 
uh, this this studio just nailed it, just n- knocked it out of the park. And one thing I will say, I love the voice actor. And how stupid is this? But I never realised it was Australia until this game. <laughs> really? How how crazy is that? I've never even seen the films, but I knew it was Australia. <laughs> I, t- I turned to my brother and I went, "Oh, that's weird. Why has he got an Aussie accent?" Because obviously <laughs> Mel Gibson and um and um. Uh, uh, Tom Hardy don't have Australian accents and unless you're really thinking the war boys don't really sound that Australian and I hadn't seen the old movies in ages I I was going off more of my memory of, of uh, Fury Road which at mm-hmm. no point I really thought oh this is Australia um, but but when they all started talking and they've all got Aussie accents and I was like, oh my God, it's Australia. Like, how did I, <laughs> how, how do I love this franchise so much and never realised that this was meant to be Oz? <laughs> um, which for me was just such a revelation and was really funny. Um, but, but, but yeah, I just, it's a hidden gem. It's one, it's, it's my favourite game from, from the Warner Bros gaming divisions easily. Um, despite the fact I do love the Batman games and I do love Middle Earth. Like, it just made me go, wow, these guys just make great games. Like, they're mm-hmm. really good at licensed games. And yeah. so many studios just can't do licensed games. And they just seem to love and get each world so well. Um, but yeah, so so that's where I'm going to leave it on this. I just, Hidden Gem, I, I actually picked it up on sale for £10. But I would have happily, happily paid full price for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's always a nice feeling when you get something cheaper yeah. you're like no I, i'm glad i got this i would have paid full price yeah completely mate and and like i say if you if you knew about it or you're on the fence or next time it's on sale like grab it this is such a game that deserves to be played no if yeah love, i agree yeah and for me like i say it's one of it is literally i will give it like the hidden gem award because it deserves it in my eyes mm-hmm it's the first hidden gem of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so moving on to the quiz then? Yeah. Yeah, so quiz time. Um, this time it is my quiz. Um, it's been a while since I've done a quiz, actually. Um, and being, you know, super into Hades at the minute, what else was I going to do it on? <laughs> but Greek mythology. Oh, um, nice. I do, yeah, I do like so, Greek Exactly. It's such a good mythos. It's, it's so interesting. Um, well, I mean, to me, it is, I think it's probably the most interesting. Um, oh, really? Out of all the old pantheons, that's what you're going to go for? Yeah, I think I'm most interested by Greek. I'm like, I'm hmm. not... Norse is okay. It's kind of meh. Roman is the same, but slightly worse. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) big shade thrown at the Norse there. No, No, um, it's just kind of boring. Like Norse is all right. I don't get me wrong. Like, there's no mythos that I'm like, like they're all interesting in their own ways. But I just think Greek, Egyptian. I think Greek's iconic at this point. Like it's it is the one. If you think ancient gods, the first thing that springs to my mind is Greeks. Exactly, and that's why I think it's probably like the best. The problem with something like Egyptian as well is that they have like over. I can't even remember what it was. It was like over a thousand, ten thousand like known deities. (laughs) Yeah, they're a bit (laughs) mad, aren't they? Yeah, there's there's no way to um to actually track them all. Um, but yeah. So my quiz is going to be on uh Greek mythos. Some of them might, I mean, I've tried to make some easy and some uh, hard ones, so we'll just get straight into it. So what three-headed dog 
guards the entrance to the underworld? This should be quite an easy one for you. Yeah. Is it A, Cerberus, B, Icarus, or C, Fluffy? So, I, I wish it was Fluffy, but, um, right. but I'm pretty sure it's Cerberus. Yeah, that's what I was going to say as well. It is Cerberus. He is, um, he is in Hades. and he's, he's, he's this big red dog. Can, can, we, can, we, can we take a minute to appreciate how J.K. Rowling basically stole... Uh, stole yeah. Cerberus. So stole Cerberus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, but this is the thing. She stole so much, didn't she? And everybody's like, wow, she's amazing. I'm like, well, <laughs> sure. And you just get on with it because you're never going to change their mind. But yeah, so Cerberus being the big old fluffy, the original fluffy. Um, but yeah, so question two. What is Hades' job as a god? Is he the god of the dead? Mm. The god of the underworld? Or the god of kissing? <laughs> Again, I wish it was C. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the Greeks were quite sorry. free, weren't they? Maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> they sent him down there, and he was like, "Oh, you know what? Kissed you know what time it is now <laughs> for eternity." Mm. Um, so, wait, hold on. so the god of the god of the underworld, or the god of what was the first one? The dead. The dead. So uh, I'm going to go with the god of the underworld. Jack. Yeah, I want to. I'm not doing the whole thing we usually do where we make it interesting. Aren't we? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're not silly like do. you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would have said the underworld. Yeah. Yes, it is. So it's often misconcepted that it is yeah. the god of the dead. The ferryman right. takes him, doesn't he? The ferryman, yeah. Which is kind of, you know, funny. Um, who is Charon? Is he a god related to Zeus, a mm. titan, or the ferryman of the dead? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, he's the ferryman, isn't he? Yeah. So Charon is the ferryman of the dead. That's so weird that you predict. That's really weird, yeah. My next question. Um, <laughs> so we're going through I, I do. I, I do like Greek mythology. Yeah. yeah. I, to be fair, I well, do. Okay. I don't this know is, much, this is They I, were the I, three easy ones. Yeah. Oh, here we go. I want to sit there. And I was like, hmm, I'm going to throw some harder ones in now. On. This one. So we're always, um, you know, talking about uh, Heracles or Hercules in, in <laughs> Roman. Uh, and we always know that he's the son of Zeus. Yes. Who is Heracles' biological mother? Oh, God. <laughs> is it A, Hera? Yeah. B, Zeus again? <laughs> or C, Alcmene? Zeus again. <laughs> well, no, the thing is, you laugh, but a lot of gods are actually just born of Zeus. And that's like, yeah. that's that, which is really strange but, because the rest aren't. But he's just like, I made the, this and one. What, and what were the answers? Hera, Zeus again, or Alcmene? I feel like I'm going to go with Alcmene, but I'm not sure. I'm just going to go with I don't know. See, now you've made me think about it because I'm like I'm pretty sure he's mixed blood, but at the same time, maybe maybe Zeus did just pop him out because like it's like it, it's like in Norse mythology, Loki just like yeah. pops out um um his daughter uh, randomly, which is mm-hmm. odd. Um, <laughs> a lot of mythology is odd. Oh, okay. You made me think about this more than I, more than I. Uh, yeah, you know, I'll do your thing, Bradley. Go interesting, and maybe I'll just go for Zeus again. I'm really glad you went for Zeus again because it's, it's Alcmene. Oh no! <laughs> is that right? I'm really happy that someone. Yeah, it's, it is Alcmene. You've made me I'm have really to think about it, happy. 
someone picked Zeus again. But like I said, it is actually yeah. a thing. He's, he's yeah. likely to just pop out another god. It happens in a lot but, of pantheons. Um, but then it's just because he's a demigod, isn't it? Where it's like, that, yeah. that tends to imply that there's like some mortal um, blood, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Agbani was uh, the wife of a king, I'm pretty sure. And they, they had two sons together and then she just popped out Hercules because Zeus, you know, slept around a bit. So yeah, Zeus, is a, Zeus is a bad dude, man. Everyone's related to Zeus in some way, if you look into it. <laughs> He's kind of weird. He's also just like, hey, that woman's hot. I'm going to visit her and, yeah. and she's going to have my child. <laughs> exactly. He's such a bad kind of deity to worship and I, but... and I love how in the original god of wars how they like play into that and kratos like absolutely you get to like butcher him as kratos <laughs> yeah so good okay so question five last question what is nyx the goddess of is it the night thievery and deception mm. or fertility so Ooh. a the night b thievery and deception or c fertility nyx nyx and what were the three options again? So A, the night, B, yeah. thievery and deception, or C, fertility. And what was the name? Nix. Nix. I'm going to go thievery and deception. Chris? Yeah, I mean, for some weird reason, I, I, I feel like the goddess of fertility has to be like Hera or like someone someone nice sounding. I feel like Nix is too Nyx like Nix doesn't rough. sound, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you, do you want to know what I went for? I went for deception and thievery. Do you wait, want to know why my honest answer Chris as well? Is why first. I went with that because it might sway. Cool. I, I, yeah. I think I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I, I can't see it being fertility. So yeah. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the old Bradley thing, and I think I'll go for night. Okay. Can so, I tell you quickly why yeah. I went for deception and thievery? Yeah. Well, I, it's a really bad reasoning, but I just thought it'd be funny. Yeah, because if it's the answer, I just thought, well, if someone took, if someone steals something, you say, oh, you nicked it. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Next, think, nicked it. That is why I chose that to be one of the other options. <laughs> <laughs> it is, is in fact the night. <laughs> Damn it! Yes, I did four out of five. Nicks in we, Greek we means draw. night. So. That's you, like it literally just means the word. So she is named Night, and the name, uh, the word nice. Night is it comes from her in Greek. Um, and yeah, I, I put thievery and deception purely for Jack to fall for it <laughs> because <laughs> and he I took it. He, I, took, yeah, it, he took it. I literally went to Alexa. I went. I'm gonna put um, steal. Why no? I, I can't put stealing. I'm gonna put something sounding really good. Thievery <laughs> and deception. He'll believe that. And I went. And she went. What? Why? And I went. Because, <laughs> because what? He why? It. And I, love like, how, I love how you oh. actually knew that was going to bait you in as well. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> I was so it's ready. Really I was good. like, is, is he nicks it? You know? Yeah. <laughs> she, she didn't get it. I had to explain the British slang of... British slang of nicks it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's nicked really it, mate. Yeah. It. It's so funny. I'm so glad you picked that. Yeah, well um, done. So, so, <laughs> so we're 4-4. Four, four. Have you got anything you can throw us Ooh. for a tiebreaker, Bradley? Oh, you want a tiebreaker? Um, we are four four, aren't we? Yeah, we are um, four four. Yeah, four four. Wait, give me a second. I need. Oh, I need a um. I need a moment to get another question. <laughs> to prepare, <laughs> I will. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I can't. I can't have it stand that I've just talked about how much I love Greek mythology, and then I can't have Jack just beat me. <laughs> you did lose out on the the pretty. Um, to be fair, I knew that, and I just went for it interesting. 
Like I, I, I did say it would make sense because demigod mixed blood, but you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Let me. Let me I, I don't, I'm like the thing is, is, I always just pick random questions because there's so many things to do, and then I'm like, oh, which one do I get to ask? So this, okay. this is this this is some prime content right here. Make, literally making the tiebreaker as we go. <laughs> well, because I'm like, I want a good question. It has to be. It has to be something good. Yeah, it's got it's got to blow the audience's minds. And me and Jack have got to like be like, uh, what? Uh, what? No, 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 I want to do something that like, you know, one of you might know, uh, and one of you and one of you like, you know, has no idea and guesses wrong. <laughs> That's more <laughs> that fun. Me? No, so no. I? <laughs> I was gonna say. Um... Okay, so um, I need to think of the options so that it's not too obvious. Right, here we go. Okay. <laughs> you, this is really difficult to do on the spot. <laughs> You're getting sweaty. You're getting sweaty. Yeah, bumps. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> oh, wait, I have one. Oh, I, I know what to do. It will be really easy because. Um, so there are. A, a collection of um, kind of, I don't even know whether they'd be classed as gods, called the Furies. Yes. Have you heard of them? Uh, I mean, I've seen them in adaptations. So, yes. Yeah, so they're, they're basically like uh, creatures from Greek mythology who would mm-hmm. exact retribution. And there are three Furies. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to read you three uh, names and then, yeah, one of them will not be a fury. So we have, which of these are not a fury? So we have Magira, Mm -hmm. Alecto, or Arrhenius. Alecto, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with straight out of the back. (laughs) Can I have them again, Bradley? Magira, mm-hmm. Alecto, mm-hmm. or Irinias? I will go Irinias. The answer is, in fact, Irinias. Yes! Damn it! That is the Greek name for the Furies yes. <laughs> overall. But I was like, that I had no good idea. Enough. I just thought you did. <laughs> I just oh, thought no, the other I two sounded better. When someone guesses it right. Yeah, so the three Furies are Alecto, Magira, and Tisiphone. And uh, Magira is actually one of the, the bosses in Hades, which is why I had the idea. Oh. But the cool, oh. the cool thing is um, with the bosses in Hades is um, as you progress, they change. So right. at some point, you'll stop fighting Magira and you'll start fighting her sisters. Oh, right. wow. That's and really they'll cool. have like, like different movesets. Yeah. And then, but you'll, you'll comment on it. You'll be like, oh, where's Meg? Because like, that's where Meg comes from as well mm. in um, Hercules. That's cool. So we so we can officially say, "Suck it, Jack." I am the chief. <laughs> On chief, the, chief, the pouring Greek. made last second. <laughs> yeah, break Greek question. expert. Okay. That's of the fine. pod. That's fun. Yeah, like, <laughs> I concede. <laughs> yeah. Easy peasy. So, okay. uh, anyone got any closing thoughts this week? I only just one. Uh, one closing thought. Just the one. Is, 
just as something you touched uh, briefly on earlier, but I did just want to bring it up as a, as a closing thought today. Mm. Um, so we obviously, you mentioned earlier on in the podcast during our news segment that we do have listeners uh, who are based in parts of America. And I just wanted to say that is wicked for us. It's really cool that, you know, we're, the podcast is reaching people from all other places and not, you know, just locally to us. And yeah, we're, we're really thrilled by that news. And obviously uh, we're glad that you guys are listening to the podcast yeah. and enjoying. Thank you for, for joining us on this ride of just free Englishmen rambling about video games <laughs> and movies. <laughs> but yeah, and uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. Yeah, so we will. Okay, well, uh, we'll see you later, guys. See you later. See you later.